What are you doing? podcast market i am panda and i'm here with my friend Teresa, who is making noise during the theme song tease what are you doing over i'm there? sorry i was fixing my headphone cords they were twisted and then bass started to play with the headphone cords as i was untwisting them because today we're recording from my kitchen Look, uh, recording from scenic tease's kitchen yeah baby bass get- oh my god I have to keep a spray bottle on me because I'm trying to train her while my mom and Cork are not home to do certain things that really bother my mom as a sign of goodwill. (laughs) So I've been spraying her every time she scratches the sofa. So I've been more diligent about bringing down the spray bottle from doing that. I've been spraying her when she goes on the counter because usually I'm just like, fuck it. You're on the counter. You're leaving me alone. I don't care, but I know that's not good. So I'm trying to get her into better kitty habits. So what's new with you, Pan? How's life? Well, I just got back from a weekend at MechaCon. That was fun. Uh, Jimmy bought me a Moomin from the dealer's den because we saw a girl walk by with a Moomin and I stopped her and I asked her if she had gotten it from the dealer's den and she said yes. And apparently Jimmy managed to track down the booth that it was from and also snagged the last one. So I have a movie nice. now. Very and then nice. I got drunk at the hotel bar and downloaded Toreba and won a Moomin on there that will be shipping from Japan. So I'm just living my best Moomi life right wow. now. I'm so happy. I know you daringly gave a girl a number. Did anything did. come from that? How did that go? No, nothing Nothing has come of that, uh, but it's fine. Uh, I was more uh, proud of myself for doing it than worried about the outcome necessarily. You're but so brave. She's very cute. She got some stickers from my booth. Nice. Very nice. So here at the Fresh... Oh, I was going to say, now for the real reason we're here, here at the Fresh Podcast Market, we are a real podcast about Tease opening up her gift that I sent her of things I bought her in Japan. And you've already opened up a majority of that present because you could not wait. So you recorded a video and you sent it to me. Do you want to tell the audience about your your presence? Panta got me plushies in general which I find really funny because I'm not a plushie person at all but I love all of these things so I was really really excited the parappa actually didn't come from Japan he came from when Karen and I were in Orlando last year I saw him in like a like some sort of import store or something that we went to and he's just been chilling in my office for a while because he was gonna go in the Teresa box and then the Teresa box vanished out of thin air so he's just been sitting around you're gonna find it I I still have faith that you're gonna find the Teresa box I really do one day so Panda got me a very cute Parappa plush from Orlando got me a squishy Semi-realistic bread keychain. I love fake food. I love it a lot. 
and it was a gotcha it was from a gotcha machine of just little squishy fake food keychains hell yeah uh she also got me a really nice keychain of my wife sailor pluto and i got more than one person from the japan trip started on saying my wife my wife i'm so glad borat voice t's voice my wife (laughs) voice borat voice my wife my wife but besides that uh that sailor pluto is super cool because she is only available in the sailor moon store you said yeah i got her from this i don't i'm pretty sure she's an exclusive but yeah she was from the sailor moon store and abby and i saw her and abby said oh look it's a sailor pluto that tease doesn't have (laughs) and panda also got me a wabafet ditto for my miss ditto bag He's a coin purse. He's a coin purse. And I immediately put a uh, heartburn bed in him when I put him on my bag. Oh, that's a mood. I've had heartburn all weekend because Damn. I did reckless things like drink alcohol and eat pizza. You got to take that tagamate. That's what tagamate and essential water saved my ass. I literally bring it to every con. <laughs> it's constantly stocked in my house so I don't die. I haven't had heartburn in like two weeks, which is like. For you. Thank you. It's really weird because sometimes heartburn will go. Everybody now gets to learn about my heartburn experience. So heartburn usually comes for me like every day for like a week and a half straight in random intervals. And usually it's anywhere from like once a month to like once a year. Like one time I had a year without having heartburn and it was the best year ever. And then I got heartburn again. Um but so I'm always prepared. If you ever see me and you need heartburn meds, chances are I have so much on me and I will force you to sip some of my essential water, which is like 0.9.5 on the base scale. So there's like no way in hell that it will, it'll help you type deal. So on top of that, Panda got me a mysterious black bag and the a bit of the mystery is taken away because you do kind of know what it is. So I was like, this this bag what is this black bag? And then I saw that it said K books on it. And I'm feeling it as like, is this a special Yaoi book? I mean, it could be a zine because there's a lot of really fun Japanese zines out there. Like, don't get me wrong. But I think it might be a special Yaoi book, especially because Panda told me about how. And she told the audience, too, about how she went to a doujin store, right? Yeah? Yeah, we went to several doujin stores. There we go. So I'm under the assumption that Panda bought me a special yaoi book. And part of the mystery is, what fucking fandom is it? Because, as everybody knows, I'm super into a lot of niche shit. So a lot of the things that I care about don't really have doujins or readily available doujins. So... I've been thinking on it since what? Saturday? Friday. Friday. What this doujin could possibly be. <laughs> and my first guest when I first saw the uh, the bag was like, oh, is it a Dorohei Doro one? But there's only like five Dorohei Doro doujins and Panda doesn't know anything about Dorohei Doro. I don't know shit about shit. I wouldn't be able to recognize Dorohei Doro if it was sitting right in front of my face. You're so valid, queen. So I was like, all right, what series do I care about that do have doujin that's readily available? And I was like, well, Panda knows that I would kill her if I if she were to get me a Haikyuu one. And plus, nobody cares about <laughs> the bad bitch in Haikyuu. So it's fine there. Followed by, it could be Final Fantasy fifteen. But 
I know Final Fantasy's 15 people are super like territorial of their shit. So like once you buy Final Fantasy 15 stuff, good fucking luck ever hoping that somebody will resell it because nobody ever does. So I was like, all right, if this is a resale place, it's no way in hell it's a Final Fantasy 15 one. So then I was like, okay, is it Yakuza? Is it Golden Kami? But my guess is that it's Golden Kami because there's so much Golden Kami, don't you? Well, let's open her up and see what we've got. Oh boy, here we go. Ba, 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 ba. Wow, I guessed it right. <laughs> it is in fact a Golden Kami book. It is. is. It like, it's R18. Is this Oisuki? It is. Panda, can I tell you a secret? Yeah. I hate Oisuki. Look, it was literally like the only ship that they had. Like That's so unfortunate. I looked through most of the golden kami books that i saw and this was like the only pairing they had panda in a panic where's the bald bitch where's the bald like, bitch? seriously i like <laughs> i was just looking at all this and i was like um well at the very least i could get, like i feel like you'll appreciate it for the novel oh i will i am very excited all the same i hate this ship but also i read it constantly <laughs> So it's fine. It's fine. Oh my god! I want to open it up. What secret hornies? I don't awesome. even. I hope it's not like a novel. I hope it's actually like a comic and not like a book. Because like when Geo and Yasha were buying things, they got a couple of Star Trek things that turned out to be books and not. Oh no! comics so it was essentially useless aside from very funny covers i love that here we're gonna open up and see what's inside i'm curious because ogata's eye patch is showing in it and for people who are caught up with golden kami you know what that means and in the manga there was a very sensual scene with sugimoto sucking poison out of ogata's eye socket we got some uh, fresh ASMR market, fresh yeah. podcast ASMR kit over here. Yeah. All right. What's in this bad bitch? It is, in fact, a comic. Oh, oh, this starts off literally the second page. I need everyone to know I do not know what is inside this. Oh I did gosh. not open it. Koito's in here. Oh, God. Wow. Wow. I... I'm really, I'm fascinated. Tsukushima's in it. A serp is in it. Wow, the gang's all here. This is so horny, and I don't know anything that's inside of it. I picked the one that looked the horniest. Thank you, you fucking legend. Wow, wow, wow! (laughs) I have never read a (laughs) doujin. Which makes this even funnier because this is truly my like you get to see me in real time. <laughs> Experience this. Hello, Bass. You can't be on this table, little kitty. She's too young for this. Bassy, you're only a year old. That's like six years old in kitty years. Oofa doofa! Wow! Sukimoto's dick and balls are out. <laughs> Wow, how romantic. This is awful. Panta, sex is bad. <laughs> wow. What was that fucking tweet I sent you? Hold on. Have you ever heard of sex? Two people, possibly more, locked together in the fires of passion. You're no fool. We made it up. It's not real, and it never was. 
That's that's me. <laughs> that's me right now. Are you, are you in? Are you, are you enjoying your present? I'm speechless. <laughs> I just. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh my god! I have to hide this book before my family friend gets here. <laughs> Except you won't know anything. You won't know just from the cover. I love this is very hidden horny like the cover itself it radiates that horny horny energy but if you're not in the loop you wouldn't know yes I I did pick it because it had the horniest looking cover and I like it was not all of them said R18 so but this one's R18 yes I love this thank you panda I will always treasure this and now Every now I'm gonna just keep buying Golden Kami Dojin now. I feel like you've unlocked <laughs> something in me in my constant there attempt. Was quite a few of them. Like yeah. actually, like, okay, so K Books is like it had like two or it had it had at least two stories. A couple wow. of the stores that we went to were two or three stories. And it was when I got up to the second floor, like the first bookshelf that I saw had like like where they were like showing off some golden kamui doujin. So I, I just I walked right over there because I saw what's his name? Sukimoto. Is the one with the scar. The one with the hat. Yeah. Yeah, I saw him, so I was like, oh, I can get something for teas. Thanks. <laughs> I I feel like the world needs to know <laughs> about this. Are you going to send it to London? Oh, I already did. <laughs> you thought. You thought. <laughs> London reads 10 times more Dojin than I can ever imagine. I know. All of my friends read Dojin except me. I strictly only read fan fiction. Sorry, guys, but this episode once again is not about podcasts <laughs> no i don't read any doujin usually i'm afraid of hentai in general you know like if we did want to actually like entertain the possibility that we are a podcast about fake podcasts a podcast about doujinshi would be kind of cool because like doujinshi culture is sort of fascinating to me in the way that it like sort of skirts the copyright line and i didn't know until just recently the whole like deal about like not reselling doujinshi and stuff i didn't realize that that was such a big thing because i i also don't read doujinshi i didn't know any of that please inform me oh yeah like so like i found out the other day that like somebody that i follow online was like reselling some doujinshi that they had bought or like some zines that they had bought from japan and, and like the artists found out and were like upset that this person was like reselling them wow like, yeah like and it, well and you were talking about how like the the fimble fimble fifth fimble fandom is very protective of their dojenshi and they're not not likely to sell them mm-hmm. but i don't know i just think it's interesting and like there's like a lot of artists that are like popular in like actual like mangaka got started with like doing doujinshi and like have history with like doing fan inspired works and stuff i don't know i think a doujinshi podcast could be cool that would be really fun i think there's a lot to say about doujinshi culture as well yeah i i mean there's not a whole lot of doujinshi american wise like when you go to a con you don't really see that many people 
selling stuff like that. I've seen some, like I've seen like a handful of artists, but mm-hmm. I it's not readily available the way it is in Japan, you know? Yeah. And I, like I said, I never really read doujinshi. Even there's a doujin booth seller. I don't know if you guys have like a token doujin booth seller in your con circuit area, but we do. And I accidentally befriended them at Katsu. So now when I see them, I like talk to them, even though I've never purchased from them in my life. I feel like the booths that would be likely to sell doujinshi at cons that I go to are not booths that I want to frequent. That's so valid. The ones by, there's like one in particular by me and it's ran by, I believe, two trans men and one woman. Oh, cool. They're, they've been selling together for literal years. Like, I remember Baby's first con and seeing them and not even being able to look at the books. And then uh, my friend wanting to look at the books, but she didn't have an 18-year-old wristband, obviously, because we were 15. And she could only look at, like, the G and PG ones, you know? So now I am 24, and I've been going to cons up since I was 14. Oh, good God. 10 years of con. A lot of the conventions that I go to have strict rules about selling explicit materials. So, I mean, it's probably a Southern thing, honestly. Like, conventions are, like, a lot of conventions around here strive for maintaining a family-friendly image. (laughs) And so, they can be particular about what types of vendors that they let in like I know that the artist alley that I was just in had like a very strict rule on like no sexually explicit material being sold in the alley but I'm not I didn't check out the vendor rules so I don't know if maybe they get like more lax rules but I I don't think for MechaCon that they would because, like I said, like a lot of these cons in the South try to maintain like a family-friendly reputation. Speaking of, did you meet my friends? No, I I meant to go try to find their booth and I just like... It was just, you know. It happens. Don't worry. It, it, I don't need to explain to you that an anime convention can be hectic. Yeah, no, no, no. You're fine. Especially I told them too, so it was on them yeah. as well. <laughs> the hotel has a really cool elevator system, but it becomes very inconvenient when there's a whole bunch of people because, like, yeah, it's one where you have to like scan your hotel key at the elevator and it will like assign you an elevator to go to or you can like hit your you can select your floor from like a little keypad and it will tell you what elevator to go to and so there's not any buttons inside the elevator and like that's neat but it when you have a whole bunch of people like it just is not it can be what's the word I'm looking for pain in the ass yeah it just sort of gums up the works to have yeah. that people trying to use the elevators at the same time yeah with the Gaylord Resort Hotel in National Harbor Maryland so where uh KatsuCon and MagFest happens and a few other fun things the elevators some of them go to one side of the hotel the other elevators go to another side of the hotel and 
depending on where your room is, depends on which side elevator you're supposed to go on. And ah. some floors have a full connect around and other floors just have a random wall where you can't go through them. And I'm drunk and I'm like, where's my hotel room? And then I realized I went on the wrong hotel, uh, the wrong elevator. And it's also one of those that you have to scan your card. And then if somebody scans their card, then you can all press your numbers. So uh, we also deal with that, and it's a pain in the ass. And it's one of those ones that you have to go to uh, the elevators on like the cruise ship when I went on the uh, carnival cruise. Yeah, and it's one of those situations where it's like you got to go up to go down, or you got to go down to go up, and it's a pain in the butt. And like, God help you if you are actually like a wheelchair user, because good fucking luck, like people cramming that so hard. And nobody wants to get out. And it's a pain in the ass. I mean, it was, it's was it been better this past year, I have to say. Hopefully this year it'll be even better. So we'll see. Hell yeah. Yeah. But I would love to experience a Dodinji podcast. I would also love to know about like the experience of what it's like to buy and to make it and to sell it and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how many series has talk about people who make doujinshi in it but like for instance this is going to sound awful but like i believe it's called love is hard for a notaku usually shortened to watakoi is like a romantic office comedy and one of the girls who's an office worker moonlights as a doujin writer and she's super sought after and i'm like oh my god like is being someone who makes doujin and like there I know like that there are circles and stuff like that and there are certain yeah. sets of people that work on shit together, just like how people do with zines, like invite only zines and stuff like that. So I'm really curious to know how maybe in general fan books as a podcast would be a really cool concept. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think that there's room to talk about zines like in this regard because yeah. like the line between Dojin and Zine is like really not that big. And even, like, Cosplay Realm magazine, Mm -hmm. like, that's not a readily available magazine, like, on the shelves of, like, a Hudson News or a Barnes & Noble or something like that. But you can order it online, and there's a pretty big following for it, and I'm in an issue of it. No. Yeah. There's definitely fan-produced books as a whole, I think, are, are really awesome concept anthologies when i told my mom so recently a zine that i worked on uh, oh boy november i think the project started i told my mom about the process of what it takes to make a zine and my mom was amazed that like we did all of this shit and i don't think a lot of people realize exactly how much work goes into a zine or goes into a doujin and or a fan comic even and even just like the little like a4 paper fold them up zines i think would be really worth talking about too the history of zines is really fascinating and i think it'd be Mm -hmm. a really fun thing yeah and especially because like the history of that stuff is also very tied to like the culture of where it's from like the history of like zines in america is going to be different from the history of zines in another country exactly and, like the history of fan comics like in doujinshi in japan is way different from the culture like 
that involves fan comics in the U.S. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what's uh, what's like the normal for people in like Italy or yeah in Ireland? You know, like I think fan culture is just like any other cultures of a country are totally different and different yeah. things are important emphasis and stuff like that. Like I know a lot in like the Philippines and Indonesia and um, more of the Southern Asian countries and islands and stuff like that. It's really important for you to look as close as the character as possible when you cosplay. And I know here in the States, we're kind of like, well, their shirt's yellow and mine's yellow and they're wearing jeans and I'm wearing jeans, so I guess I'm closet <laughs> cosplaying now. And everybody's like, yeah, have fun. But I think in some other circles and communities, there's such a heavy emphasis on wanting to be the best and wanting to do this. And yeah, I'm really, I'm really fascinated by how fan culture works. I really love online anthropology and all of that fun stuff. Like, I would love to know more about how other fandoms in different countries work. Yeah. Wow, we managed to actually make this into a, a cool conversation, even though it just yeah. started off with us being self-indulgent. Even though I guess this conversation is pretty self-indulgent. If I'm this podcast in general is self-indulgent. Well, that's true. Fair. Do you have a name for this podcast, perhaps? I don't, because like I feel like coming up with a good pun requires knowing things about the topic at hand and i don't dojin wanna talk about it oh geez no. <laughs> i mean you could call it it's all zine to me like it's all greek to me oh that's fun because i mean some people don't know what the fuck a zine is like my mom <laughs> Yeah, fresh Dojin market. Yeah. Um, my mom <laughs> asked if she could read the fic that I wrote for the Z that I was in. Oh, my God. When it came in the mail, I was like, Mom, you will not know what any of this means. And she's like, yeah, you're right. But I did show her one of Lily. Um, you've met Lily. Shout like, out to her. Uh, Lily Spatterdocks. Spatterdocks, Lily. Yeah. yeah. Ilya Lily Spatter Docs, if you don't know her, did one of the pieces in it. Spatter Docs, if you're nasty. Yeah. Showed my mom Lily's piece in the zine. And my mom was like, I didn't know your friends were so talented. And I was like, Mom, Lily literally works That's as so a professional. Funny. <laughs> I was like, Mom, Lily literally works as a professional background designer. Like for animation, mom's like, what? <laughs> my mom didn't know. And um, I then had to like explain to her how most I know how I had explained to her how most of my friends are in fact artists. And I then got to tell her about like other people who have worked on it and who's local because a lot of the people in the zine were in fact East Coasters. So I told her like I pointed out who I've met in real life and who I haven't before in the zine. She was like, that's really cute. And I was like, thanks, mom. So my mom was incredibly Aww. proud of the zine. So I think in turn, it's really exciting to be out of everybody's fan accomplishments like I love when my friends get into a zine or when they get to table at a con they're really excited for and stuff like that and I just think it would generate more of a global appeal and understanding of how fandom works and I'm just running my fucking mouth there's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes to like produce fandom content and maintain fandom spaces that people often don't 
think about because it happens, you know, like. Yeah, exactly. Scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's a good place for us to end, I think. Yeah, agreed. Just open up a ra- to a random page of the dojin and tell me what's in it. Um, yeah, cha, 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 cha. Or tell me the craziest thing on the page. Okay, so we see Sugimoto feeling up Ogata. And it looks like Ogata has brain cummies, but I think it might just be sweat because Sugimoto's brain cummies don't really exist in the comic. I'm and sorry. Koito's, um, hold on. Oh, do you not know about the brain cummies? Tease. Yeah. What? <laughs> Okay, so have you ever seen this, this comic just got even more not safe for work than it already was? Are you have you seen the man who wears the weird face shield from Golden Kami like on his forehead? I think I will send you so. photos. He's wearing white usually. Ow. And he has like weird scars under his eyes hey so i'm not really hung up on like what the man looks like i i'm a little more focused on the brain cummies i'm i'm getting there i'm getting there so the reason why this ugly little man wears this plate on his head is because he was shot in the head and survived so the little head shield thing that he wears is actually protection for his brain injury and his bullet hole still on occasion leaks Uh, and in comic it is shown leaking a handful of times and he usually the fan base refers to it as brain cummies myself included a lot of people just call it his brain juice his brain jizz whatever it's his brain cummies and spoilers for golden commie if you care about that shit later on Sugimoto gets shot as well and has his own brain injury and Surumi actually makes a joke about him the two of them actually being brain fuck buddies and but Sugimoto is not shown with brain goo dripping so it's probably so cerebral fluid is what it really is but everybody who's horny for him just likes to call it brain cum what a horrible way to end this episode <laughs> Um, here, I can tell you what else is on this page. Koito holds is threatening Ogata with a sword, similar to that woman screaming at the cat meme. <laughs> That's the mood. So I think it's time that we wrap up this episode because now I've had to tell you about the brain cummies and I I can't do this anymore. I don't I feel like we need to put like a uh, like moratorium on the phrase brain cummies. I don't want to hear the the phrase brain cummies for like at least another 48 hours. Yeah, exactly. But now please still read Golden Kami. All jokes aside. <laughs> if you would like to follow us on Twitter, you can do that at Fresh Pod Market. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter, you can do that at Impandanatis. Where can people see you yell about Golden Kami on the internet? Uh, you can follow me at Vicuña, V-I-C-U-N-A-D. We have a Tumblr too, but that's pointless at this Tumblr's point. Tumblr's fucking dead. Tumblr's? Literally, somebody described it as a mall that is on its last leg, but only two stores keep it completely going and that is the best way to describe tumblr at this point 
Are your meringue cookies done? They are, but now they have to cool forever, essentially. Basically, probably for the next hour. So I'm not supposed to open the oven. So it's just going to chill like that. And I'll probably hang up with you, feed my cat, and shower. And then I'll probably take them out. If you have any ideas for podcasts, you can send those to freshpodcastmarket at gmail.com. If you liked our theme song, that was Cold Sex Sunset by Hopefully Not Bad Lib on SoundCloud.com. That's our producer, Jimmy. You can follow them on Twitter at Jimothy Jam. Are there other That's things? That's it. We have a Kofi, ko-fi.com slash Fresh Podcast Market. If you would like to support the show, that is a good place to do it. Or you can donate to the Patreon that is for my other podcasts because it sort of supports this, like, by by proxy because it supports me yeah 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 thanks for joining me at the fresh podcast market Teresa. thanks for joining me at the fresh podcast market pan everyone it's time to read it so dinchy have a good one bye